Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. All right, everyone, welcome to the Bridgeway Podcast. We are continuing our series on why go to all nations. Um, and we're really excited to have two of my closest friends on planet Earth here in the podcast studio with us, Kelsey and Lacey White. Hi, guys. How are hey. you? Hey. Yeah. And uh, you guys have recently decided to go to the nations, specifically the nation of Japan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have. That's crazy. Yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> That's amazing. It feels crazy. It yeah, does. it definitely does. <laughs> yeah. But basically what I want to do, is, I feel like, you know, maybe on a Sunday morning or something, you know, you go in and all of a sudden, you know, Sam asks someone to stand up and it's like, this is Mr. Jones and he is going to Pakistan. And you're like, what? But right. you never get to hear the story and the fear and the questions that all led up to that standing up moment. Yeah. And so uh, you end up being like, man, he just decided and he's going and that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I stink, you know, <laughs> like, and like that's, that, he probably has superpowers. Yeah, exactly. And so I think I want to try to dispel as many of those myths as possible with you guys today and just talk about like how on earth did you get to this decision? And uh, what are you feeling now as you lead up to it? Because let's kind of lay out a rough timeline to begin with. Um, so talk about like, when did this kind of start? Where are you now? And when are you planning on moving? Just so we have a frame of reference as we talk. Yeah. Um, the big starting point was June of last year. Okay. So that was 2018. 18, yep. Um, so all, not quite a year ago yeah. from recording. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the final decision to go was in February of this year. Okay. So about, eight, so about eight months yeah. of like seriously mm -hmm. prodding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so where are you now? Right now we're support raising okay. to uh, be able to fund ourselves in ministry in, yep. in Japan. And then when is your like, if everything goes according to plan, our target to leave is? January of 2020. 2020. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that's kind of the, the timeline. So what is that? Is that roughly 18 months? Is that, or exactly 18 months? Yeah, I guess Lacey's so. better at math than I am. Yeah. Oh, but not like that much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think 18 months that's... from Kelsey's second trip. So he went in college to okay, Japan. Right. And then, so his second trip was in June and then we went as a family in December. Yep. So about six months after that. And then we're hoping to go yeah, in January. So a year after my first time to Japan, we're hoping to move to Japan. Yeah. So. Okay. So that's the rough timeline. So now we've zoomed out. Now I kind of want to zoom in and just walk through it and see how we got here over an 18 month period. Yeah. Um, so Kelsey, mm -hmm. uh, Lacey just said you went to Japan early on in life yeah in college yeah did you feel any kind of like i am going to come back here and win the nation of japan for jesus or was it just like cool place like what happened while you were in japan 
the first time? Um, the, the first time I was there, it was on a study abroad in college, and I lived with a host family for about four weeks, four or five weeks, and really loved the experience, uh, the experience loved my host family and the culture, and uh, always had a desire to go back because I loved the place and the people so much. Yeah. Um, I did not have this desire to go and, and move at all. And in fact, I often told people uh, that I was not going to leave Oklahoma City unless it was in a casket. <laughs> yeah, he would regularly tell me, like, I think we're called to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. And yeah. I'd say, mm, maybe someday. And he's like, no, we're called to Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> So. That's crazy. Okay, so you're like, I've been to Japan. It was a great place. I'd like to visit again. Yep. Like, you know, I might even take my wife one day, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to move there and no. set up shop. Okay, so you're living your life. You are like, you know, I mean, like, what happened between going like going to college and like, let's say June of last year before this all investigation started mm-hmm. for both of you? Like, Lacey, like what was going on in your life in college Whenever Kelsey oh, was off gallivanting in Japan, <laughs> um, so let's and remember, see. the darker it gets, the more people will know God can use anybody. So it's good. No, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I always grew up in the church and knew God was um, around and loved me and that stuff. But uh, right after college, I totally rebelled against God, and yeah. I even remember praying like, God, I know you don't want me to do X, Y, Z, but. I'm just going to go ahead and do that anyway mm. and I'll figure you out later. And um and then uh kind of hit rock bottom in that area and I finally decided, you know, if I'm going to call myself a Christian, I need to like know what the Bible says. So I should probably go to seminary or something. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> obvious yeah. next step from rock yeah, bottom, clearly, seminary. It makes sense, right? Um but anyway, thankfully, Kelsey worked at a, a coffee shop that taught theology level or I mean seminary level classes. Uh-huh. Um, for way cheaper so I wouldn't have to quit my job and take out student loans to figure out if I wanted to be a Christian. So I got to go to this coffee shop and I learned about the Lord and what he actually is and how much he actually loves us and all of this. And then I also met Kelsey and um, and his love for the Lord really changed my life a lot too. And so. Yeah, she went to be closer to Jesus and got stuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. so you guys met, and soon after you got married, you got proposed to at our community group. Yeah, and yeah, really um, special. you got married. You have two kids now, mm-hmm. um, and and so I'm I'm cu- I'm curious, and you know, and you you've had these conversations of like, we're not leaving Oklahoma City unless it's in a casket, you know. Mm-hmm. And Lisa's like, maybe, <laughs> you know. Uh, so what did it look like? How do you go from I'm not leaving unless it's in a casket to June of last year? of like, maybe we should move to Japan forever. You know, like, like, how does that happen? It was really God softening and and changing my heart and helping me see um, the, the, his heart for the nations throughout all of scripture. Yeah. Um, So when I was just out of college, my life's desire was to work in the music industry. I was drumming and um, doing some some recording and production and managing, and I, I hit a point where the, the, we were on the road uh, playing shows about 20 days a month, and I was practicing 50, 60 plus hours a week, filming myself practicing and then watching my practices, <laughs> um, doing everything I could to, to improve, 
and uh, finding all of my meaning and what I could accomplish. Uh, I felt like my value was uh, earned rather than received. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And after one show, I reached over to grab a bottle of water as I was driving home and I could barely pick it up. My elbow hurt so, so bad. And then uh, a couple days later, my other elbow started hurting and it was about nine months before I could tie my shoes without grimacing through pain. And it was devastating because yeah. I felt like mm-hmm. all my meaning was was gone. And during that time, uh, the worship pastor at Bridgeway started taking me out to lunch, gently showing me areas of idolatry in my life. My community group came around me, prayed for me every single week for nine months, and it was life changing. And so I, I felt the power of, of Christian community and how um, even though I was a believer. Uh, the Christian community could come around me and correct me and, and steer me away when I'm headed down a path that was going to lead towards destruction. So that was the, the foundation of why I said, I'm never leaving Oklahoma City. Mm, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was fond of telling that story uh, to our to anybody that would hear it, yeah. uh, including our missions pastor at mm-hmm. uh, Bridgeway, a guy named Andy Edwards. And so I was telling him the story, and I said, so ended it with like, that's why I'm called to Oklahoma City. I'm, we're not going anywhere. I'm called here. <laughs> and he said, you know, I I think the more biblical prayer for you to pray is not am I called to go, but am I actually called to stay? Right. Uh, and then I even listened to him talking about that on this show on this podcast and that was one of the things that really started changing for me Mm -hmm. and so we started praying andy knew i was interested in japan uh gave us the opportunity or gave me the opportunity to lead a trip and um what i encountered there just changed everything for me Mm -hmm. Uh, i encountered a, a a country with 126 million people that could live their whole lives without ever hearing jesus's name yeah uh, I had a, a friend from Japan uh, who was in Oklahoma City. Uh, he became a believer here, and I went to visit him in his hometown, and we couldn't really find a, a healthy church for him to um, get plugged into. And so here, here is a, a new friend of mine that Jesus had to bring um, all the way across the world so that he could, yeah. uh, so my friend could meet Jesus. And then when he gets back home in a country that um, deals with many of the same idols that I'd been chasing, mm. um, but there's no Christian community yet to um, support him and guide him. Yeah. And so that broke my heart. And that's when I, I texted Lacey to tell her everything I saw. And she texted me back this forward response is, so when are we moving? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I thought I was telling a joke. But oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I knew, like, Kelsey um, – doesn't really cry. I think he yeah. cried. Well, he cried pretty good at our wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then I think he shed one tear when our daughter was born. And I don't know if I've really seen him cry outside of that. And so when he texted me saying that he was just weeping, that there's just n- not this infrastructure of the church in Japan and people can live literally their whole lives without hearing the sound, Jesus Christ. Um it was, I realized that something had really changed in his heart. Mm. And so, and then in my story along the same timeline, I was going to ask, I'm curious. (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of John Piper podcasts, Uh, which is always dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so, and I had been learning a lot about, um, delighting in the Lord and realizing that God isn't just there for us to serve him and be obedient, but legitimately for us to delight and treasure him. And, um, and you know, 
if you see a good movie, you tell everybody about it. If you watch your favorite TV show, you tell everybody they need to watch it, right? So there's yep. this, but it's even so much more with Christ. And so for these, um, uh, anyway, so I had been really excited to start finding in my own life for Christ to be so beautiful. And so through all of this time, praying for that, for me to love God more and find him more beautiful. And then Kelsey texts me like, oh no, there's no healthy churches <laughs> that we can find here in Japan. And yeah. it's like, okay, I think, I think something's happening here. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So he, you guys are both kind of on this journey together. Um, Kelsey's in Japan crying for the third time in his life. <laughs> yeah. um, you are being like, Whoa, something's happening to my husband. I think we're actually going to have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that look like when he came home and you guys actually started having those nuts and bolts conversations? Like, I think we should go. No, we shouldn't. It's scary. Like, like walk yeah. me through that process. Cause I feel like that's the rubber meets the road moment where everything normally falls apart for people. <laughs> You know, where it's like, you have this amazing short-term missions trip experience. I should totally move here. Yeah, we should. How do we do it? Oh, no, hurdles, fear, children, yeah. it, and it deteriorates. Yeah. But it didn't for you guys. Like, walk me through that. Lacey was also about six months pregnant with her second <laughs> child. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so that was June. Our son was born in September. So we had June, July, August to really talk about Japan. And I think in that time, we decided that if we were going to legitimately consider moving to Japan, I should probably visit at least once Mm -hmm. um, before we go. And um, so we decided to take a trip in December. Okay, so we had two months to really talk about should we go, should we not go? Well, let's just gather information mm. was really our first step. What are the, what are the schools like? What is, what is housing like? What is a marriage look like in a totally different yeah. world than we're used to? Um, for some reason, I was really concerned about my daughter going to a middle school dance. Like, <laughs> I know what that's like in America. I don't know what that's like in any other culture, you know? Um, so I was really concerned that I wouldn't know how to parent my daughter sure. in a different culture. Um, so it was always just picking up this conversation day after day. We would drop it because in the middle of a sentence sometimes and then just pick it up again the next day. And so it's always this ongoing conversation of how, why, when, and it felt like a thousand questions. And then we narrowed it down to like five questions. And mm-hmm. by the time that we went in December, the big questions were like, what does school look like? What would a day in the life in Japan look like? So mm-hmm. they were a lot smaller questions than so many unknowns yeah i i think we we found that it was just this conversation that was ongoing forever and ever and ever and every time every question that we came up with led us down the road to 20 more questions sure Mm -hmm. and and so we eventually had to hit the point where we had to pause some of our question asking Mm -hmm. and and say you know we we think we might maybe possibly be called to go we don't know how and we don't know to where yet. But if that's the case, then if Lacey's not called, then I'm certainly not called. Right. Mm-hmm. And so let's pray that there will be some clarity by the time we, we get there. And so we'd have friends say like, hey, where are you at on your decision process right now? Mm-hmm. And we're like, right now, the only thing we, we're thinking about is the next step, which is going to visit for 10 days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was the, the biggest 
hill to climb at, at the moment. Yeah. Well, I even remember being an onlooker through that and, and being like, yeah, I was one of those people asking, so where are you guys in your decision process? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, we're just going to go visit. And I was like, really? Like, that's your answer? You know? And, and, yeah. and I think, I think people are like, are you allowed to do that? Isn't it like right. this moment where you're like, we're called, we're going, here we go. Like trial periods aren't a thing for missionaries, <laughs> right? Like, um, wh- what gave you guys like that feeling of freedom to just explore at your own pace? And like, there's no field guide for this. There's no instruction right. manual. There's no process. Like, like, how did you like navigate this the whole thing? Like, well, let's just go and check it out. Like, what did that look like for you guys? Um, I think it was for us after having all of those conversations, we hit the point where we knew that to find an answer, we would have to go. Yeah. Um, and that seemed like a faithful step. So re- regardless, God calls us to go. Um, we don't know if we're called to move there, but we can at least go for 10 days yeah. and commit to going and praying that God would give us more clarity and allow Lacey to experience Japan. Yeah. And so it wasn't a super big spiritual decision. It was just... What is the next step? Yeah, and that's that's kind of throughout this whole process. The question yeah. we had to ask was, all right, we we don't have all the answers. We can't figure them all out. What's the next step? What's the next question that we can answer? Yeah, I think for me, with all of the questions, what I that we were trying to sort through, I realized um, there's an answer to every question, mm. and we don't need to know all of the answers before we say yes. So, for example. Will we get a car when we go to Japan? Maybe, maybe not. What kind of car should a family of four have in Japan? <laughs> right. I don't need to know what is the best possible car for us to potentially <laughs> drive or not drive in Japan before we say, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And same thing with the kids' school and um, like what apartment we're going to live in. Mm-hmm. Like there is a solution and it's just a matter of time before we arrive at when we need to make that decision. So trying to prioritize what do we need to decide today and what can we wait to decide on later? That's really helpful advice. I think, I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed with the minutiae and the stacking mounting questions mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what car I'm going to drive and what school I'm going to go to and what apartment I'm going to live in, blah, 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 blah. So I just, I'll never figure it out. So I can't go. Right. And yeah. it's like, no, you guys boil it down to like five basic questions. I can't remember. You shared them with me a long time ago. I can't remember yeah. what they are. Uh, are, are they shareable? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and I think I think a big part of that was realizing, oh, we don't know the answers to that if we're living here either. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And those those are things that we're a little bit more comfortable with those questions here because it's our home city. Uh huh. Um, but either way, we have to rely on God's faithfulness right. to, to lead us. And so where we landed, we went on the trip. Yep. And the the big question on the trip was, is this a place that we feel like we could faithfully move our family to. And we left saying, yeah, we, we could live here. Families live here. We met uh, Christians doing ministry there. Uh, we said, yes, yeah, so we, we could we could do this. We could be faithful here. Um, God could use us here. Um, the question is, is he, is he calling us? Is, is this the right decision for mm-hmm. us to make? Yeah. Um, and so the three big questions that, that we um, landed on um, were... Essentially, if if we go, um, there's there is a organization that we're going to be joining uh, called Mustard Seed. Uh-huh. Uh, we met them when we were in uh, in Japan. 
fell in love with the people, with the organization, the the ministry. Uh, there's so much amazing, amazing fruit in this big gospel-centered movement happening. Yeah. People change lives, people becoming believers. Mm-hmm. And so the, the three questions that we asked ourselves um, were, if, if we go, is, is this a, a healthy organization and healthy church for us to become a part of? Mm-hmm. Um, if we go, um, is, for me, it was, are, are Lacey and Valerie and Orvind, our, our two children, uh, is this something that they can, can thrive in, uh, where they can uh, grow and, and, and their love for the Lord, uh, where they can do life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or is it just going to be me learning language and, and <laughs> going out on my own and then they're secluded? Right. And then the third one was, uh, is our marriage ready for this? Mm-hmm. We had had two children in two years. Yep, it's uh, a lot. There was a lot of hard hardship <laughs> in that, uh, a lot of sleeplessness. And so uh, we, we felt like we had found answers to the other two. And we went to a, a biblical counselor uh, here at our home church at Bridgeway. Mm-hmm. And we said, hey, um, this is what we're thinking about. This is the last question that we feel like we have to answer to know yeah. uh, if it is safe for us to go or not. Will you prod on our marriage, ask tough questions, <laughs> yeah. and then you tell us, are, are we ready for this? Yeah. yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> Maybe a lot of crying. Yeah. <laughs> but, but only on Lacey's part because yeah, Kelsey yeah, doesn't yeah, cry. Right. Right? <laughs> I'm sure I missed it up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really a tough conversation. Um, but I think through all of it, Kelsey and I both realized like the Lord has already been so faithful in our marriage mm. and he's drawing us to love the Lord more. And in that, we get to love each other better. Yeah. And so we can love the Lord and love each other here in Oklahoma city or anywhere else. Right. And, um, the Lord is faithful in that. Yeah. I think that's really, that's really helpful. Yeah. And, and what was interesting was through this process, what we discovered is God had changed our default position mm-hmm. from, I'm not leaving unless it's in a casket. Right. Unless God drags me somewhere and I'm not sure if I want to go, but he's calling me. So I, I better go. Cause he's calling me. He's going to make me go <laughs> to, uh, we, we thought that was, this is the place that we most want to go to, mm. yeah. um, that we most want to live in. But the, the big change for me and, and my heart uh, came through a, a missions class that we were in at Bridgeway. Uh, and we saw the storyline of scripture being God's heart for the nations. Yes, definitely. And all the way from uh, God calling Abraham, Genesis 12, yep. promising that he'll bless all nations through him, to Revelation 7, where all nations are gathered around the throne and yeah. then seeing that we live in this time period in the middle where we're called to go and make disciples of all nations. Right. And so what we found as we started asking these questions is, oh, God's changed our hearts and our default position is not um, should we go, but it was to go mm-hmm. unless there's something preventing us. Right. Yeah. One thing I, 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 I kind of want to circle back on because uh, I think it's, I've seen so many couples go through this. I, I feel like I've even gone through it in my in me and Megan's relationship with my wife. Is you have one one spouse goes and has an experience and feels cold. They're crying. Their world has crumbled. Everything mm. has changed, and the other person is at home in the normal routines of life, right. and they have to be dragged into this. Not necessarily dragged is like against your will, but like. Yeah. But literally, like they have to try to replicate what you mm-hmm. just went through to have a similar experience. And a lot of times it's really hard. It's like, oh, if you could just see what I saw and feel what I feel and know what I know, you'd want to go too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of couples have trouble um, 
I don't know, like transferring that experience onto onto their spouse, whether it's the wife yeah. or the husband, because it, it goes it, whoever sure. goes has that experience. They're like, we've got to go to Afghanistan, <laughs> and it's like. No. no, like I've been at home with the kids <laughs> and it's like, no, seriously, like if you went to this refugee camp, you would, your mind would be blown. Like yeah. you've, and it's like, how, how, like, so for you, Lacey, like, how did that work for you being like, like, did, I, I'm just, I'm kind of at a loss here. It's like, yeah. that seems like such a big shift to be like, how do you, how did you get on board? Yeah. So I think there were probably a couple of things. I was going to say two, but I'm sure as I talk, more will, more will come. <laughs> um, the biggest thing I think is that Kelsey was so tender to my emotional state and all of it. And even when we were in Japan in December, he kept saying, if you're not called to this, I'm not called to this. That's so good. And it like, if you're not called, then the Lord's not calling me. So we can make this decision together and you really do get a say. And so he was really open to the Lord using his passion in whatever way the Lord was going to see fit. Right. And so, and we even talked about, well, maybe you should just come to Japan once a year, or maybe we should work with international folks here in Oklahoma city. Right. Or, you know, So there's a lot of options to reach the nations without moving your family to another nation. Yeah. And Kelsey was really open to that. So that was really helpful for I me. I think that's huge. And like, um, Man, I, I I even think of myself. I mean, you guys know me really well. I'm a I'm a bull, and I'm like, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna feel what I feel, and yeah. here we go. And to just be like, look, I'm passionate about this. Uh, I'm gonna bring you into it, and if God ignites a passion in your heart, perfect. Right. Then we're called. Right. But I can be passionate about this, and you can't be, and it's fine. And we can minister yeah. to Japanese students in Oklahoma. Right. And that'll be great. Mm-hmm. And like just having that openness and knowing, like, if God calls, He'll call both of you, and then you know what's for real. Right. Instead of trying to manufacture that call in your spouse, I I, I think that's a huge deal. Yeah. And I think it takes faithfulness on both ends. Um, for the spouse to be like open to being called. Right. Right. For right. you, Lacey. Yeah. Like I studied Spanish in college. I was right, a Spanish exactly. teacher. Yeah. Like, there are are a you going plethora to, are you going of Spanish speaking <laughs> countries we could go to. Yes. But Kelsey, you know, loved Japan. Yeah. And so it was, so now I'm going to learn another language. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's just really interesting to see all of these other pieces that would look like they would lead us in one direction. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is saying, are you willing to lay all of that down and do what I actually want you to do? Yeah. Um, it's so. amazing. So, yeah, it takes faithfulness on your end to be like open to being called mm-hmm. despite I learned Spanish and yeah. I've got a heart for Spanish speakers yeah. and all this stuff. Uh, so on your end, it's like, okay, fine. I'm going to go and I'm open to be called. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to be closed off. I'm not going to have my arms crossed all 10 days in Japan right, going like, right. there's no way I'm moving here, you know, over yeah. my dead body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. then on Kelsey's side, it takes faithfulness to go like, I'm not going to force my wife into this. Like, yeah. I'm just going to expose her to the same thing I was exposed to and see what the Holy Spirit does. Exactly. And if he calls her, great. If he doesn't, then it wasn't what I thought it was and yeah. it's okay. And that just takes blind faith in a really good way <laughs> yeah. to just step into it and see what God does. And he called you guys. So yeah. like for you, for you guys, you, you, you went to Japan, you came back, you're asking questions, you're working through when, like, I, I know a lot of times people ask you like, uh, now that you've publicly announced that you're going, mm. um, what did that moment look like whenever <laughs> you were like, we're going to Japan. Yeah. Like, was there a moment or did it just stack up all of a sudden and you're like, oh, we're going, aren't we? Like, how did that, how did that work? I, I've compared it to 
um, our dating relationship oh, leading into... I was about to compare something. it to me and Megan's yeah. dating relationship. <laughs> Deciding to be engaged. The whole time I was always had this idea that there'd be a moment where I'd be like, this is the woman I'm going to marry. Right. Um, and, and what I found was it, we, we described our dating relationship as we were standing on a hill wearing rollerblades when I would much prefer to be wearing cleats. <laughs> yeah. It was, we, it was, okay. we met and got married almost exactly one year, like March to March. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was quick. Yep. Um, and I always thought people who got married in a year were stupid, but you know, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so this kind of felt the same way in, in our, in our dating relationship, I kept going to Christian friends mm-hmm. and my parents, uh, people that uh, I trusted that loved the Lord to speak into my life. And I'd ask like, am I making wise decisions? Do you, do you see what I see? Um, what, what do you think about this? And people kept saying, no, no, go, go. This is, this is a good relationship. Uh, this is holy. It seems like God is putting you all together. Um, yeah. you, you should not have reservations about getting engaged. And to, so to use the Christian community and the wisdom of Christian community for the spirit to speak through them, mm-hmm. um, it was unbelievably helpful. Mm. And so we experienced the same thing with this decision. We kept asking ourselves the things like, are, are we really talking about moving? Or, you know, and so I kept asking people. I'd tell them where our heart was and say, do you, do you think I'm just overly excited about this? Um, and that I'm, or I'm bending to, to pressure because other people are excited. Um, does this seem like a, a, a good decision? And um, the, the people that I trusted most were the ones that encouraged me the mm. most to keep pursuing it. Uh, until we hit the point where we said, you know, we could keep asking questions. There's there's plenty of things that are un, 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 unanswered. Right. But I think the Lord has an, answered enough questions that if we have a call to go and we've answered enough questions to know that it's okay to go, mm-hmm. then, then maybe we should just go ahead. Mm, right. Yeah. So it just was more of a stacking, like of like a stacking of experience, yeah. a stacking of answers, a stacking like, it, and it wasn't necessarily a cataclysmic moment. Right. And um, even in Japan, uh, when we went for 10 days, I remember thinking, uh, normal people live here. <laughs> right. And like, we're normal people. We're not super, you know. That's debatable. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good point. But, and so in, in all of these conversations, realizing that, oh, this is kind of a normal conversation and it feels, in a lot of ways, felt just as big as deciding to move to Dallas. Like, oh, yeah, where are totally. we going to live? What right. are our kids going to do? You know, what are what jobs are we going to have? That kind of stuff. And so I was really surprised at each step, how normal the conversation felt. And it wasn't like, you know, is the Lord going to show up in a burning bush for us? And sure, he might. That, that'd be awesome. But it was a much more steady conversation with uh, a little bit easier it felt a little more palatable, I guess. Yeah. And at one point I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to land in Japan and we're going to be stuck there for 20 years. And then I thought, well, what if we're stuck in Oklahoma for 20 years? Right. You know, I need to compare apples to apples and um, and be ready to uh, to understand what am I actually comparing mm. with what. So It's really good. Uh, okay. Um, I want to ask... I want to ask this question to you because we're in this series on the podcast of why go to all nations. So I want to ask each of you that question because uh, you're going. Um, so like, we'll start with Kelsey. Kelsey, why, why are you going? Like, why go to the nations? Like, and like not only for you, but for all Christians. Yeah. Um, I think the, the way I could make it land as close to home as possible is 
Um, we have a, a student from Tokyo living with us right now in the homestay program. And when we mentioned that we followed Jesus, her question was, who is he? Yeah. Wow. And Lacey said, have you, have you heard the name Jesus Christ, maybe? And she said, no, never heard that name. Here in, in Oklahoma City, we have dear, dear friends and family members that also don't know Jesus. The big difference between those two is that our friends here in Oklahoma City have people to tell them. Yeah. Our friends in Japan don't. Mm-hmm. And so that was the overriding factor for me. Yeah. Lacey, same question. Yeah, that got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just realizing that a lot of people here have the option to accept or reject Jesus. And in Japan, nobody's ever given them that option. Mm. Um so we want to go. Yeah. Well, um, to help you go, you guys are now in this season of fundraising, which is everyone's favorite thing to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's surprisingly beautiful. That's great. I Yeah. Kelsey's doing most of the legwork <laughs> <laughs> and meeting with people and yeah. talking and asking. and um, But it's really beautiful. Every day, the Lord is just providing. Um, he's already working in people to say like, to stir in their hearts uh, how they want to participate in what God is doing. And so it's really amazing to see oh, how that's coming together. That's so good. And I and I love that loops back to what you said, like this is going to help us love Jesus more, which will help us love each other more. Mm-hmm. And it's like just you step out in faith and Jesus meets you there and it just stirs more affection for him and love yeah. for him and surprise and wonder and all that fills up your heart and gets transmuted over into your marriage. Yeah. And that's so yeah. cool. Um, Kelsey, how's it been for you with fundraising and everything? When we first started, we sent the email saying, okay, we're in, we're making a commitment for five years. And then as we talked with uh, Mustard Seed Network, the the cost of what it was going to take for us to get there yeah. uh, was established. And it looked like this giant mountain. I was mm-hmm. like, how are we going to climb up this? And um, I've been reminded that, um, at least in our context here in America, the greatest wealth among Christians in the history of the world is concentrated here in America right, right. now. And yep. so if uh, American Christians can't afford to send people to expensive cities, mm-hmm. then then I don't know how we're going to do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and all the money in the world is, is God's. Yeah. The other thing is is um, it was it's difficult at first for me to, to wrap my mind around. How, how do I tell people that I, I, I want to go to Japan and, and I need them to help pay for me to go? Yep. And that um, trying to... Uh, have a, a part-time job and try to work this out and, and stuff isn't really an option that, that I feel called to go and do ministry full-time and put my full effort in, into it. Um, kind of the, the same labor is worth as wages or uh, Paul's um, uh, statement that um, those that preach the gospel are, are worthy to make the living from the gospel. Mm-hmm. The gospel. But what I found was, as, as I'm having these conversations with other believers, I'm getting to see the power of God at work in the local church. Mm. I'm getting to see the fact that, that people, especially here in our local church, um, understand that there are several ways to further the Great Commission. Some people are called to go, and other people are called to send. Yeah. And um, some people are called to send financially, 
and, and, and financially support us. Other people are called to uh, only pray for us. Everybody's mm-hmm. called to pray for, pray for yeah. those that are going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but others can't do it financially, uh, and God has called them to pray instead. Mm-hmm. And each are very, very powerful. And mm-hmm. so what we're getting to experience is that we're building this team that is committed to supporting us uh, financially and through prayer that we can rely on and look to when we're uh, in another country. And so we're going to have a uh, hundred something people that have said, uh, when you're there, we're praying for you. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to be at the throne of, of, of God for you each day. Yeah. That's so amazing. I wouldn't change that for the world. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, um, so I know that you guys over the next, you know, several months, you know, will be continuing to raise support. Um, if someone listening to this is like, man, I would love to just meet with you and like see if I can help or even join this prayer team or whatever. What's a good next step for them? The the best thing would be to, uh, if you live in Oklahoma City, yep. um, let me meet with you over coffee or, or, or lunch or something and tell you about the ministry that we're doing in, in Japan and uh, some more about Mustard Seed Network and uh, ways that you can support us. And so um, I'm going to, I'm going to, break from a, a, a long tradition and I'm actually going to give my email address out over the <laughs> podcast um, because I, I hope that 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 people will, will feel called so my email address and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes yeah is we'll put k dot white uh, so k dot and then the color white at bridgewaychurch.com so if you'll email me I would love to meet with you uh, and then if if you've heard this and and you just want to support us uh, and thank you if that's the case. Um, you can go to uh, a website we'll have it in the show notes as well. It's um, www.mustardseed.network slash Kobe. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. Great. Awesome. Kobe is actually the city the in city. Japan that we'll be yeah. going to. Yeah. 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 Which is the is Kobe beef, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So I'm definitely coming to see you guys. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, man. Well, guys. Oh my gosh, I love you both so much, and I'm so thankful that you guys are going and um, that you've been obedient, and your story is blessing me, and I know it'll bless others, and um, I hope it just, I hope the Lord uses you, obviously, in Japan, but I also hope he uses your story here Mm -hmm. to send out more people into Mm -hmm. the field, into the nations, that they might love Jesus more, and uh, that, like, I, I think one of the things I'm seeing, even just talking to you and hearing your hearts is, like, this is as much for you as it is for Japan. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are are just being satisfied with Jesus more mm-hmm. and loving him more and being like happier in him. And um, I just love that. I love that you are um, just filling up in him as you're going out. And so that's a cool thing about God is he, he always meets us and gives us more than we need to go do yeah. what he's calling us to do, which is yeah. just so cool of him. So thank you both for sharing your story, for being on. And um, man, I just pray that God blesses you in this effort, that he provides you. all your needs and that he uh, brings a great harvest out in Japan for you guys. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us um, on the Bridgeway Podcast and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast, where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BridgewayOKC, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchOKC. 
If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.